Torah tells us, Kedoshim Tihiyu, Rashi explains their Amanart, Kedoshim Tihiyu means what? Means that they explain that you should be Pirish from any Arias and also any Avera. What does that mean? We're all take on that when you're married, it's different than when you were a Bachar. When you were a Bachar, you're learning these halachas. Everything is so vilved. You know, it gets thrown all these halachas back and forth and you don't know. But when we're married, we live it every day. Every day we're living condition to you. What does that mean? Rashi explains that it means that a person should separate himself. He should make himself holy, right? And he should be, separate himself from any prohibitions. So what does that mean? What does that mean? You separate yourself from any prohibitions. What is, this is like uh, talking to a guy, you know, talking Chinese to him. So the terror is that Kedoshim to you, we see Kedusha in each and every marriage. In every person's house, there's Kedusha. One between you and your wife. We're not talking about children. We're talking about you and your wife. There is Kedusha there. <clears throat> we say at the Chuppah, Hareyat Mekudeshesli, why is all of a sudden we stay in Lashon of Kedusha? What do we need it for? So the, the Tarot is the Yisait behind it, that every marriage is built on this Kedusha, the Kedusha of Taharas Mishpacha. And when everybody asks you, when everybody asks you information, who, today it's already up correct, you know, but in the Mulligan site, they used to ask, would they, would they, did they keep Taras Mishpacha? That's what they used to ask. And why, when I was going out, oh, they used to ask this. What did they do during the war? Oh, we, we, we know a famous story of Ramesha. Ramesha, he, since he was the rub of the town, they used to watch him. They used to watch the Rebetzin if she went to the mikveh. So for, for those years, she didn't go to the mikveh. They were punished themselves for not going to the mikveh because they knew that the other women they'll allow They'll lose the other women. They'll tell them to go to underneath. They would have to cry. They have to crack over to, 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 to these houses in order to get to the mikveh. That's what they did. But that's what they used to ask. They used to ask the Mulligatite, Tarashim, to you, did you keep Taras Mishpacha? That's what they kept. They didn't ask you about your tyrant. Did you keep the tyrant? Nah. They asked term Taras Mishpacha. Did the person keep Taras Mishpacha? Because that was the side of the house. If the house is built on Taras Meshpacha, everything else is fine. Everything else will, as one would say, will, will seep in. <clears throat> the mitzvah of Taras Meshpacha is that the Kedusha that we bring to infuse into our homes should be the, the Kedusha of Peruvu. Peruvu, we have the first mitzvah of the Torah, is Peruvu. So what is that? That's the Kedusha. The Kedusha that they have, the bond between the husband and the wife, is Dumbe Kedusha. It's brought down in Taras Yisrael, in Parakal of Parak Beis. He brings down over there that Pru'uvu doesn't mean that the child should be Pru'uvu. That the Kedusha of the Neshama that the person's putting into his wife, right? That zera should be pruvu. That zera should be mikayim to pruvu. That zera should be mikayim the mitzvah of pruvu. All these things are kedusha. All these things kedusha surrounds us. 
Taras Mishpacha is a mitzvah that is most chamertik. For example, bas b'cholov. If a person, we would keep bas b'cholov each and every day of our house, each and every day. But if you eat, if you eat a bas b'cholov, you're only over on a love. Taras mishpacha. If you don't keep taras mishpacha, you're over on karas. You get karas if you're not over on taras mishpacha. It's such a chumradika thing. It's more chumradika than bas b'cholov. More chumradika. The things that we do easy, the things that come up every day of our lives, are chamerdik. But again, it's only a love. But pruvu, kedusha, taras mishpacha. Oh, no, no, no. That would give a karas. That's what the karas is. So therefore, we have this kedusha. We have to understand that the person's um, his mindset into his household has to be done with kedusha. All of us are married. So what do we need this for? What do we need this for? This is just a pain. This is a pain in the side. Because the, the Taras Mishpacha lasts the Yom of Elayla. It goes all the way to when a person dies. So therefore, we have to learn, we have to learn it. And it's not always easy. And sometimes we take on that, you know, when we're chasen, you know, we hop, plop these things. But if we don't chasen it over, it doesn't, it doesn't have the same meaning. If the last time we learned Taras Mishpacha was when we got engaged, and that time, so for you that are married, eight years, 10 years, whatever it is, whatever may be many, many years, many of us have children right away. So when did we have Taras Mishpacha? We didn't even know Taras Mishpacha. We have this, Taras Mishpacha is like, it's like a game. If you take a mathematical application, math, math, pure math, you take on, you say your wife, okay, so let's talk about math-wise. Math means that she's a tummy, come out half a month. Half a month. Half a month is a half a, half a, half a marriage. Half your marriage, she's tummy. So it's easy to forget. It's not easy, and then if she has a kid, when she has a kid, she's to her all that time. So Taras Mishpacha plays a secondary fiddle. We forget Taras Mishpacha. That's what we learned, and we have, and she got pregnant right away, and then so far and so far, all the kids. Oh boy, we that we forget it. We forget it, and that's why we say that the first years, you know, till you're in the late forties and early fifties, until she her her um, her reus, I mean, you know, her um, the rea of the vest. Will, uh, will lessen on it. Um, in other words, she'll start menopause then. Some women start in the, in the 40s, some people start 50s. Comes 55, she's finished. She's finished. But meanwhile, the first years, you were dealing with what? With Peru, you're dealing with your children. You're dealing with your children. So therefore, she was, your, your mathematical application fits in. Therefore, we, we learned that the cows are over. So therefore, you know, like, um, whenever I gave Taras Mishpacha Shurim, whenever I gave Hushov of him, you know, in Bar Park it was different. And I gave him in Bar Park and Flatbush. I gave so different many places. You're dealing with different people. I don't, I don't know all of you. I don't know what you, what, what you paskined. I don't know. I'm telling the way I paskined. 
You know, this is the way I saw the halacha. This is the way my Rebbe saw the halacha. This is the way Shomosh Kalman Zaman saw the halacha. Rabbi Yosha saw the halacha. I'm going to say certain things that maybe, you know, he didn't hear about it. Or maybe he didn't, you know, you're rough because we mankle with it. Or whatever, he's more machmer with it. But I don't care. <laughs> I'm telling it the way it is. Um, okay. The first thing is, I have to tell you, is Ramayshah Psak. Ramayshah has a tshuva in Ikris Maisha, and he says like this, Ramayshah's shayla was, is the mutter to be mekel for Taras Meshbacha because of Busha? Because of Busha. In other words, you have guests over, you have your mother-in-law, you have your father-in-law, you don't know what to do. How should you be mekel? Could you be mekel? Says Ramayshah, an unbelievable word. Because you, normally you would think this is connected the way you would think. He says it's awesome for a person to be mako on it. He has to be machmer on it. Because the biggest proof that he keeps in Taz Mishpacha is in front of them. In front of the people. In front of the people that you love. You show them that, oh, no, I keep Taz Mishpacha. And I keep it in such a way that, of course, we're going to find ways. They're finding the Aitzes, you know, during Herchakos. We'll learn their Aitzes what to do. But to be Tars Mishpacha, we're not Meiko. We're Machmer. We try to show the persons that come to our home that this house keeps Tars Mishpacha. And that is the recite of Ramayisha. That Tars Mishpacha is not even in a case of Busha. And we know that in Issa de Rabbanon, you're allowed to be over. You're allowed to be... We, we know that by Issa de Rabbanon, we say... Okay, we can be make up with it. But by Taras Meshbacha, we're dealing with derises. So the, even by derises, or in a case where she became a Tameh, Minna Rabbanon, we'll see that there are Tamehs in Minna Rabbanon. Ramosha says, even by the Rabbanons, you're going to be Machmer on it. So we see that Ramosha was not make up with it. He held that Barabim, he put in his chuva, that he said Barabim even, a person has to be Machmer on it. What makes a woman a nida? Well, we know that when we see dam, there's a makes in a woman a nida, but there's more to it. <clears throat> Any type of blood, of blood that we see coming from her uterus is what we call tame. She's tame. Now, it depends on the blood. We say that, what's it called? It makes no difference if the blood, now I'm, saying blood, but because we're going to define it, the blood. <clears throat> you don't have experience in it, but in, the, in my first few years, you were, we were investigating blood. Blood is red, but sometimes blood is it's different colors. Red blood is always tummy. Red blood is always tummy. Red blood that comes from the uterus, meaning the cervix, is tummy. But we, you're talking about blood? What exactly is happening over here? You're talking about blood that comes from the uterus, and you're, at the same time, you have what we call damaka. Damaka is just something in the air. Damaka, she hurt herself. But it, where did this blood also from it? Damaka is tar. Halach is damaka is tar. Damaka is not blood from the uterus, coming from the uterus. It can come from other areas. It comes from the uterine lining. It's a different type of blood. But we know 
that blood that comes from the uterus, whether or not it's a regular blood, whether or not it's an accident, whether or not um, it, it, the doctor uh, did something inside her. Anytime that he, he goes inside her, so we have a Shaila, we don't know. So we ask a Shaila, so the Rav's supposed to know, he's supposed to be investigating, he's supposed to be a Bucky in it, he's supposed to know whether or not, whether, oh, he did this? Oh, did he go into the uterus? No, he didn't go. If he did a pap test, for example, a pap test already is already, um, it's a W-dua that it's tahar. But a pap test, they didn't know what it was. The doctors didn't know, but the Rav knew. The Rav knew because he investigated it. He had to know because he had to know Hilchus Nida. He had to know because he had to know these things. So for him, he was not the question about, well, what exactly is being done? The people didn't know, the Am Yisrael didn't know, but the doctor knew and the rabbi knew. And that's why a lot of times the Rav has to speak to the doctor. So these types of blood are all tar, but there's other type of blood, Damaka, Damaka, we're gonna have that to, because it's, 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 it's a whole pack by itself, the halachas of Damaka of it, because where did it come from? So therefore the investigative Rav, the Rav has to do investigative, he has to become a detective and he has to try to figure out where this blood came out from because she doesn't know, she just says I have a damaka and, he, and her husband doesn't know because he doesn't know anything about what's going on anyway. So the, whose responsibility is it? It's the Rav's responsibility. He has to learn this and if the Rav doesn't know it, so he doesn't know but that means I have to go to a different Rav that did investigative work. <clears throat> but Bedera Clown Damaka is Tahar. That's what we'll leave it at. I have so much more to tell you <clears throat> with the different Shilas in it, but th- th- this time around, we'll stay away from the Shilas. You know, the, the, the main Shilas that we'll talk about will be uh, Shilas that come up often, but the other Shilas will not live for another time. Okay, what color is our dummy? Well, we know red, black is even, black is, is, is when red is, uh, it, it affects the air. The air has a distinct effect on the colors because the air does something to it. So red, black, black is it, and it makes no difference how dark, how light, how thin. In other words, you could have a thin a little speck but it's that, that thin thing is red. You can see it's red, or it's black. And a lot of shilas are a lot of shilas are black. A lot of shilas that you bring into a rove is going to be brown, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But it's going to be black also. And it's no matter where you're looking at it, it's, it's very thin. Makes no difference I mean, how thin it is. There's no shear of what the shear has to be. When you talk about a badika, the shear is a mashahu. You're not talking about a kesem, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, but a kesem, yeah, okay, it's a masha, it's, it's a little more, it's a gris, but by a shear of, of a, a badika, it's a shear of a mashahu. So if there's a mashu of dam, which is there, it makes a tame. <clears throat> a lot of times you'll get on a badika, you'll see that badika is moist. Moist means it's wet. Wet doesn't mean it's, it's tumming. Wet means it could be star. It's tully in the color. The color is the, is the significant co- the, the basis for whether or not it's tummy or tummy or tar. 
So therefore, if it's red, if it's moist even, it's going to be, you're going to see what color it is. But it has to be red or black. White, off-white, gray, green, blue, um, yellow, and it makes no difference. It can be mustard yellow, but it's red. It's, 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 it's a yellow, it's a yellow color, right? These things are all tar. These are all color that are tar. Um, you have a pale yellow, or you have, um, um, there are times that you'll have a, a lox color. Now, these things may not mean something to you, but to a rub it means something, because these are the colors that he gets. You may say, a rub gets all different colors, but these are the main colors. Um, he'll get egg yellow. He'll get a color of an egg that's, it's, it's yellow. <coughs> that color egg is tahar. It's tahar. So what is the, what are the, <clears throat> if I'm telling you that these are tahar, and I'm only telling red and black is tameh, so where is the shilas then? The shilas go in to pale, it's, it's a brown, either it's light brown or it's dark brown, it's pale pink, or it's um, gold. These are the shilas. When you have gold, and I can tell you get a lot of gold, a lot of gold, you don't know what they are. You don't know is there yellow, is there red mixed in it, or is there black mixed in it? This is where you have the bikiyas of the rove. The rove has to have bikiyas. He has to be shown this thing. He had to learn these things. So what I'm telling you to do is because each and every wife that we have, every single woman is a different color. Just because your wife has these colors doesn't mean the next girl is going to have the same colors. She'll have, maybe she'll have some of the colors, but her red may be a little bit different than you. She have, may have a darker red, or she may have a lighter red. So, you, you know, women ask other women, it's not good either. It's not, not a geitza. And if men ask other men, it's not an geitza, unless he has bikiyas in what he's looking at. Because what his bikiyas is in his colors may not be the bikiyas that he needs. So therefore, the major shilas are in brown. Brown is... By far, the maidens are shyless. Whether or not the brown, you have, uh, I can't tell you, you have all different color browns that they, people come in with. Um, because of that, you have to ask a shyla. You have to ask a shyla. There's no doubt about it. You, there's nothing you can do about it unless you have pekias in knowing whether or not that brown is tahar or tame. You have to ask a shyla. <clears throat> Another way that she becomes Tamei Minatayra is with Hargoshas. There are three Hargoshas. Now, I'm telling to you because two of the Hargoshas, Bismanazeh, it's not so often that a woman has these Hargoshas, Bismanazeh, but you, don't have to, you have to know them because they possibly can happen to your wife. What are the three Hargoshas? <clears throat> two Hargoshas, will be the Rabbanan, and one Hargosha is really Minaraisa, but that's Derech Agav. <clears throat> in Hargoshas, you have also a thing called Kesamim, a Kesem. A person in Kesem is that a stain, a stain. Now, when we talk about stains, we'll get to stains. Stains are by far the most you can ever see. You don't know what a stain is. You never saw a stain, but when, now that you're married, you, saw, you see stains. I'm sure all of you have stains, have Ksamim. But a kesem, you show it to the rov, and the rov looks at it, and it looks like it's red. But to you, it's, 
It looks red. You look at it, it looks red. But the rubber tells you it's tar. Try to figure that out. I had it myself when I first got married. There were some people brought me. Mamish, it was as red as could be. The rub I used to send it to, Samradayan, he's maker with it. He was maker with it. I, he saw something else because Bikias is in the colors. As I told you, red is, all of a sudden, red is not red. Red could be a different color, but that's the key. The key is the language that we have, uh, are taught to abide by. It's not the red that he's talking about. He's, the Gemara says, the Gemara Nida says, that there are five colors, that's it, five colors that were tummy. Everything else was kosher. What are these five colors? We don't have a Messiah for that, really. Our Messiah goes all these years back. We try going back and we ask, what's the Messiah? What, what is our Messiah? We have five, only five colors. How can we be so machmer? But you see, there are different colors. We are machmer on certain reds and certain reds not. But the Bederaklau, the Rav, is mako by certain reds. And by certain reds, he's machmer as could be. So that already takes experience. That comes with experience. And most Rabbanim are machmer by the reds. No matter what red it is, they're machmer because they weren't taught. They weren't taught that this red is different than this red. <clears throat> There's the three agoshes is the Zazaya Gufo, Niftach Mekoro, and Zivas Devalach. And the Zazaya Gufo is a bodily feeling. Niftach Mekoro is when the cervix opens. And Zivas Devalach is when she feels wetness inside. The best way to me to explain this to you is you try asking your wives, tell me what, what, what you're talking about. This Niftach Mekoro, what is that? And she looks at you, she goes, I don't know. And she, you ask her what Niftach Makara is, that the cervix opens up? I don't know. That's the answers you get, because they don't know. Because these things don't happen so often. A person who didn't have Niftach Makara, he's not going to know what it is. T- it's a bodily feeling, or Gufo, that they're going to have a bodily feeling. They don't know what this means. This means something to them, but they don't know. Zivas Davalach, they'll know, because Zivas Davalach is when they feel the wetness inside, and they feel that in the prusder, in the, in the, in the, uh, prusder is a, um, is, no, 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 is the canal, is the canal. The canal, they'll feel it. They feel wetness in there. Oh, that's the only thing that they feel. But Niftach Makaro and Nizazeh Gufa, they don't feel that much. But we'll learn the halachas anyway. Um. <clears throat> Okay. Um, so nip, any sensation? What? I'm going to get it. I'm going to talk about headaches. But it's Niftach Makaro, in Zazay Gufo, you don't always have that headaches. We're going to see that we, what it is is a woman creates a kazaka. Right? We're going we're gonna to see that. By Niftach Mekoro and Zivas Devalach, we tell the woman to do a bedika right away. Dar Choshulchan is makal up to 24 hours with it. That if she didn't do it right away, you're in Manhattan. You, she, felt, she felt something. She, she can't go run to a bathroom right then or there. So what is she doing? Nothing. 
She can't, she, she's going to say, well, okay, I'll wait till we get home. Uh, but it takes you time to get home. But you can be home six hours later. You can be home 12 hours later. So the Aruch HaShulchan is pretty, it's a, it's a cooler, that we have 24 hours till when she feels, from when she feels the niftach, the car opening up, she has 24 hours. 24 hours is plenty of time for her to feel that way. Um, And many poskim are agreement with the Aruch HaShulchan. Um, you have the Dakituva also agrees with it. Uh, he held, the Dakituva held, that Peshas Atchak, this is again in Shas Atchak, that you can be mankal up to 24 hours. But Aruch HaShulchan, Aruch HaShulchan wrote, writes in a different lashon. He writes more specific. He writes that 24 hours, you have upgaret, you could be mako right away. But uh, the Dakichuva, you know, in his way, if you ever learned the Dakichuva, in his ways, he brings down the machmir and he brings down the machkil, and he doesn't always come to what's it called. But here he comes and he says, Peshasatchak, you can be mako. But the truth of the matter is that we know that the Aruch HaShulchan is, is correct, that you can be mako with it. Now, in the Hagoshes, we say that Ziva's Dorelach, that if she sees, she sees a color. Now, this color that she sees could be nothing. How many times do we go to our wives and we ask, she, she shows us in the beginning. She says, I have this, she shows you even a pad. A pad we'll talk about is a machlok, is whether or not it's, we consider it as something or it's considered as not something. Ramayisha Meikul is, is, is Meikul B'diyeved. He's Meikul and he says it's nothing. And therefore, if you find it on your, on your, on a, on a, on a panty liner, you throw it out. But other Rabbani Marmachmer on it, they say you look at it. Well, let's go with the sheetas of the Machmirim first, that you're going to go look at it. So you, you look at it and you find it, you, she shows it to you, and you're looking at it and you say, well, what could it be? So the panty liner, besides it being a panty liner, we say, okay, she saw this, but what color did she see? We have to deal with colors. We're not dealing with anything else. So the color is that it could be a color that is tar. It's not a tamadika color. So then what's the regret? What's the whole thing? Because maybe it's bringing on, you know, some women have staining, prior to the period, and some of them have to <coughs> staining after the period. It depends on the woman. There are women that, before they get their period, I know from experience, that for five days before period, you're going to find staining. But you'll find staining brought down in Shulchan Aruch even. So you see that there is such a concept of staining, and that we say that if this staining, so if we know that her period's coming, so it's up to rat. We should look at every single stain. Every stain means something to us because we're getting closer to the period. But she can create a chazaka to that too. She can create a chazaka that the staining is nothing. Ramosha says that Mechaber says, it's a Mekuk Sadik, Sif Nun Hei. Mechaber talks about her there. If a woman stains three times, she stains prior to her period. What do you do? We're talking about creating a chazaka. She's allowed to create a chazaka that she is tar, that this color is tar. 
So, so too we paskin that in, that in a staining, she creates a chazaka. When do we say that, do we have to worry about the staining? When she breaks the chazaka, when the, the chazaka is broken, when she has a stain that the color is no good. That breaks the stain, and she has to create a new chazaka. But for now, she's going on with a chazaka's kashas. We don't say she's not tummy. We say she has a, she has a chazaka of, of Torah. So she's tar. So what are we going to come? We're going to come say that now she's tame. We chazaka of tar means she's tar. She is tar. So therefore, we have a chazaka. She's tar. That's upgaret. That's all we have to do in our mind is that she's that this color is tar, and that's all we have to. We have to take it out of our mind that she's tame over here. Only when she has a tame deka color, when she sees red or she sees brown, and the rav told us that's tame. But if she sees tar, and a lot of times that before her period, she'll get dirty. She'll get a, a dirty cast uh, um, amount of it. But the rub tells you this is tar. So are we supposed to second guess him or say, oh, no, no, it's, he's wrong? No, if the, the rub tells me it's tar, it's tar. So I know that this thing is, that this color is tar. That's how I know. And that's what we're going with. Otherwise, you never know. The rub says it's tar because of the color or because of the size of it? Well, that's, I'm talking about color. I didn't, I didn't say size. I said taller. So the color is taller. Where the size we'll get to in a few minutes. <laughs> okay. In a kesem, for a kesem to be tummy we learn that there have to be certain things involved. You, it has to be a Darsha Makabotuma. It has to be obviously a color that is to her. It has to have a shear of a gris. We're going to talk about this. It has to have a shear of a gris. And it has to be an endeavor, Shaino Makabal, in other words, that something that you ain't tiling of. You can't hang it on something. It's not something that you can hang it onto. But let's talk about the first thing a Darsha Makabotuma. A Dabashim Akabotoma, we learned it in Tahara. We learned the whole Mishnayis. That something is, in order to become Tame, has to be on a Dabashim Akabotoma. That is, be on a Dabashim that's something that can be Akabotoma. Something that can't be Akabotoma is nothing. So they asked the Chazanish, they asked, what about rubber, things that they made to make out of rubber? Would they have all these other things? So he says, well, it's, it's not a Dabashim Akabotoma. Yes, but they used to make, in the olden days, they used to make. They used to make things that were a keli. They made a keli out of it. Oh, they made a keli out of it. Well, the Mishnah says, Beferish, that if you take something that was something that should be a Dabashim Akabal and you made a keli out of it, it's Tameh. Because it was, it, was, it was something that made a keli out of it. So we say also over here that if it was Tameh and we made a keli out of it, it's something that made a This goes into our problem with the pads. The pads... What then does a pad have? Toilet paper. What then does a toilet paper have? This is where a big machlaikis we run into. We run into a tremendous machlaikis. We could add it up. You're not going to find. You'll have 10 people over here, 10 people over here. You're going to find Paiskim on both sides of the coin. What was the key? The key was, was it made into a kli or not? Did we make it into a keli? The pad was made into a kli. Oh, it was, it's made into a keli. Right? So therefore, it should be Makabotoma. Said Ramesha, yeah, but it's not made. It's, just, it's a person doesn't keep it. It's not a clee that, that you keep. It's not a clee that you, that you 
put into your break front. So what is it? Ramon Shapaskin that a K that a pad is a Davrish Makabal, that's not Davrish Makabaltuma, that it's not something that which is Makabaltuma, and therefore if she finds a stain on it, it makes no difference what color it is. Right? Ramasha held that you can be maker with it because it's not a Davrish it's a Davrish Makabaltuma. Other Paskim held that it is a Kli, and therefore it's a Davrish Makabaltuma, and it all depends on what the Kli is. So here's a Machlaikis. What do you do? Well, the yeshiva like to go with Ramesh's. They go in Ramesh and they held it's a double shiny and said it's not Makabotoma, and therefore you can be maker with it. Others held, you have to take a look at it. You have to be my into it. You have to take a look to whether or not is it a color that is Makabotoma or any Makabotoma, that the color will, will set it. They're going with the patterns is going to be setting it. Well, even if it's red, then it's not a double shiny it's not Tame. She's Tar. So it makes a nafki meaning. So according to Ramaisha, it's something that found on a pad that's red. It could be red, it could be, but it's red, it's tar. And uh, according to the other sheetas, it's tummy. So it's again, what do you do? Whichever way you're going to follow, it's going to be, you're going to have food of philosophy. But the pad is the problem. Next thing is, the shear. In order to make a tummy, she has to have a shear. A shear is, it means what? A shear of a gris. Well, a shear of a gris is like a paiskim. But we go with the kulu de kapaiskim. I mean, I go with the kulu de kapaiskim. Most paiskim go with their own. Ramesha held like that. Other paiskim held like that. That we go with the shear of a penny. We say a penny is a shear of a gris. Others said 25. It, it, it works with, let me explain to you where it comes from. The shear of a gris goes all the way back to the Zman of the Gemara. And there, they didn't have pennies. There they were, they were, they were saying, uh, insects, how many insects? 24 insects, 25 insects, 26 insects. Or you use uh, centimeters, then it went, when the Kanzanish was around, they used centimeters, all different types of things. But Barak Klaum are in America, we use a penny, but pennies with the chazanish, it's, it's maybe, uh, it's a similar thing of the chazanish, by if you take a, the chazanish's shear of what he held is, is gonna be a penny, it falls into a penny, it falls into a penny. So I can only tell you that it's a penny. It makes no difference if it's thin or it's thick. It can make no difference if you have a long, what's it called? If she's wearing a baguette, and it's long, or it's a, a, a splash here and a splash here. If it connects, it's tummy. Now, when I, I'll get to, to connections in a, in a few minutes. Because summing is the key thing, because summing is the majority of our cases. We're not dealing with regular badikas. We'll get to their badikas. Okay. Okay, in Kasamim, in Kasamim, we said it's of shiver gris. It makes no difference if the shiver gris is, in other words, she shows you her panties. She says, this is what happened. Here's a gris, and here's a, in other words, she shows you her panties, and she has spots on it. Well, first of all, 
the spots that you have, were they, did you check this beforehand? Oh, you didn't check it beforehand. So who says the spots are now? Oh, the spots are not for now. We don't know. There's a, there's a what to be maker with it if you don't know. That's why we tell every girl that when we teach her, she should check her panties before she puts them on. Oh, so we're going with that concept where she checked her panties. But they don't connect. She has five blotches, but they don't connect. So what's the halacha? The halacha is that they don't connect at all. Now they could connect. How can they connect? They could have a mucus discharge, or they have some, or, or, or it has damage, or it has the stain it goes from this side to this side, and it has a stain it goes connection. If it has a connection, then you starve it, then you pull it all together, and you shire it. If it's not, if it doesn't have any connection, then they're separate summon. Each one has to see if it's a shear of a gris. If it's a shear of a gris, so then what's it called? Now, of course, this is talking about where it's a devil shabbat and therefore, it beged lovan has to be. If it's not beged lovan, but it's beged surveyor, but it's a colored garment or it's a colored uh, underwear, so then it's not. The, the Ramah says, you know, you have people that come argue with you and they tell you, but it's colored, it makes no difference. The halach is the Ramah says that during her Yemei Tahara, she should be wearing colored underwear. Why do we tell her during Yemei Tahara to wear colored underwear? Because colored underwear is a beggar surveyor. And a beggar surveyor, the halacha is that if she finds 50 summon, it's a beggar surveyor. The halacha is that what? You can be mangled with it. Unless you know that for sure that it came from the makam itself. But otherwise, you don't know. Rashi, says that a beggar surveyor, because it's not nikolayan, it's not, it's not discernible to your eye where it came from. If you don't know where it came from, so what are you being machmer for it? So we're telling, we tell the person, we not be machmer on it. But don't come, you know, you have some of these people that they think that they're coming from Gainas, you know, that they, they learn Rashi. Yeah, but Rashi says, if you take a look at Rashi, it actually says you know where it came from. Here you don't know where it came from. Therefore, the halacha is the way the Rav said it. But if you know where it came from, and if the, it doesn't show anything, but you know that it came from the uterus itself, then it's very hard to be, to be maker with it so either you be machmer with it or you go to a rav that knows his what's it called and he'll investigate it. He'll, he'll look into it. He'll look into it and he'll find whether and where it came from because that's the key thing. The key thing is where it came from. So that takes care of the shear. Okay. In order for us to do a hefzatara, we have to know that when day it is. What day is it? If it's the fourth day, it doesn't help us. Second day, it doesn't, it doesn't do us any good, really. What happens by the hefzatara? We need five days. You need five days no matter what. You have to, if she bleeds a day or two, we still can tell her that she has to wait to four days. She has to wait to three days. She has to wait to five days before she can do a Tara. If she did a Tara on the third day, well, then we have a chashash that what happened on the fifth day. So the chazanish holds that she should do a bedika on the fifth day, that if she does a bedika on the third day, it's not good enough because we don't know what happened in the next two days. Her period stopped. So let her do a bedika. 
Well, we don't know what happens the next days. So we say that she has to wait five days. Five plus seven. She needs a minimum of 12 days. There's no two ways about it. She has to wait five days and plus seven days. I won't talk, I'm not going to talk about the women, because it's not as though we use a pill, but the women that used to have, that they used to be able to get only pregnant because they used to be able to go, they had to go earlier than the 12th day. They used to um, have to go on the 10th day because that's when they used to, you know, ovulate. The ovulation was all messed up, but today we can, Baruch Hashem, we have pills, we can manage with it. So we still have the 12 days. We go back to the 12 days. <clears throat> In order to, for her to do a hefzik tahara. So hefzik tahara takes what I call three steps. There's the bedika, there's a maichtachok, right? And there's the seven days. And the five days, and the five days. That's what you need for the hefzik tahara. And this is, you're going to have the seven akiyam. But before that, if she goes to the mikvah, if she goes to the, to the mikvah, it's nothing. If she waits 11 days, and you, you, your cheshman is 11 days should be fine. It's nothing. She needs a 12-day period. A 12-day period you need, by hook or by crook, you need it. <clears throat> there are some women, when they do a badika, they will do the badika, but the badika cloth is not so big. When you talk about the cloth itself, it's like this. It has to be three by three. So three by three is three fingers by three fingers. That's how big a bedika cloth has to be. That's a bit of an even case. So she should wrap it around her finger so well that she wraps it around that if this is three by three, well, it's a little more bigger, three by three. A bit more or less, three by three. So she wraps it around her finger. This is gonna be big. Right? But, it's, the bedik, but she'll find, sometimes she'll have, a, it finds a kesem on her skin herself. It, in other words, the bedika cloth is clean. But she looks closer and she finds a kesem on her skin. Well, the kesem on her skin, is that a kesem? Yes, it is a kesem. So she has to know what to do with there. Well, that's a case of a kesem. And she takes, that to the, she takes it to the rub or she wipes it off. Very, very... Um, well, she drives it off as best as she can onto a white cloth, right? Because she uses the bedika the cloth, and then she brings that to the rub. That's the kesem on the bedika. But the kesem, but the bedika cloth itself, is clean. So therefore, she it's a clean bedika. She finds she finds it on the bedika cloth. She takes it to the bedika cloth, and this bedika cloth, she <clears throat> she goes to the rub. She takes it to the rub. The rub looks at it. If he finds it tar, then it's tar. Then she's tar. If she finds if he finds it tummy, so then she's tummy. <clears throat> she takes this bedika cloth. I don't have to tell everybody now. Everybody knows, but she takes the bedika cloth and she puts it in as far as possible. She sticks it in as far as possible. What happens if a girl has um, fibroids? She has fibroids inside. So what is she doing? She's not, she's afraid to push it all the way in. Is that a good badika? That's a different shayla. That's a shayla between you and your rav and Eliaskim. But it happens. 
when that a woman has fibroids later and she's pushing, pushing her finger in, but it's not going in because she feels a, 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 a fibroid is assist. It's another word for assist. But a fibroid could be inside. It's inside the, the canal. And uh, sometimes you can go past it. Sometimes you can't go past it. If she can go past it, so she goes past it and she does a bedica cloth. She takes the bedica cloth in her finger and she wipes it in between. She goes in between. Um, well, it's not in between. She, goes, she presses against all the areas of the cervix itself. Um, let's see, what else I can tell you? Um, now, she doesn't, she gets ready for her Zion, her Zionikim. What does it mean, Zionikim? Zionikim is seven clean days. Does this mean Every day is clean? Or what? what? What does it mean, seven clean days? It means no rear of dam. There's no, there's, you, don't, you, don't, you don't find any dam. Seven clean days is seven clean days. But what happens if she does a badika? Or in, in other words, she's in her third day and she forgets. She's in her third day, she's busy with the kids. She forgets. Not to, or she forgot her afternoon badika. Or she forgot to hold the badika all day long. So the halacha is as follows. She shouldn't think she shouldn't think that she has to start over. The only day she has to start over is the first day. The first day she must start. If she forgets the first day, so she'll, she lost that day. She lost the day. She'll do a badika, just she starts over. Why is that? Because of seven clean days, we have to have a starting date. We have a starting date. We start with day one. So we have to have a date that when we can tie to it that it starts day one. Oh, so therefore if I forget the fourth day, so you forgot the fourth day. It's not, nothing happened, nothing happened. So you skip it and you go on to the fifth date. The next day and you go on to the sixth day. What happens if she, the, the, she forgets the last day? Oh, that's a shy already. That you call up the rub. The rub will take everything into account and he'll give you a psaac for it. Most probably he'll be Mako, but he would, maybe you'll find a reason that he is Mahmur. But otherwise, you have, you have your days. You have your seven, day, seven clean days. Now, with the Bedika cloth, what happens if you lose it? She's doing Bedikas left and right. What happens if you lose it? Well, for the Hefzaktar, we say, she can do as many hefzatars as she wants, but we don't tell her not to do more than five vidikas because she's going to irritate herself. You have to understand the skin inside is much different than the skin outside. Your skin outside can handle wiping. It makes no difference. Her skin inside, after four or five vidikas, gets irritated. Irritation brings on down because the irritation... You, 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 rub the th- you rub the skin too many times, it's going to crack. It's going to have lacerations from the badika cloth. So therefore, not more than five days. Five or five badikas she should do. Okay. Five badikas she should do. Okay. Next is like this. She did the badikas, and she lost the badika. Well, she lost the badika. What do I do? What do you do? She lost the badika. 
Well, it's like this. A kesem is the Rabbanon. What do we know, Klaug? Sefer Rabbanon, Lakula. So therefore, we can be manko with it. She saw, she saw the Badika. Now, of course, if she sees a Badika and she remembers the Badika, the Badika was reddish. So we say, well, was it reddish? So we go with your, your Bikiyas and we say, well, it's Tameh. But if she doesn't know, so she doesn't know. So we say, Sefer Rabbanon, Lakula. And by Badika, a Badika is a Deraisa. A badika is a deraisa. Therefore, we say suffer deraisa lechumra. Then we can do. You lost the badika. You could be on your fifth day. You lost the badika. We have to start over again. So that's the halachas with regard to the badika. That's how come. You know, when you have children, I can't tell you. It's 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 nerve wracking because she can't leave it in the bathroom. She can't leave it in the medicine cabinet. What does she do with it? So she takes it, and either she has a plastic bag or something, she takes it to her bedroom, and she leaves it in the bedroom in some place where, you know, the kids won't go all the time to it, a drawer, whatever it is. But in the bathroom, not a good aid, unless you know you have small children, you're not going to reach up high. But otherwise, the bathroom is not a good aid for it. Okay. That's it.